You're listening to The Common Cause with Phil Lyman and Mike Peterson. All right. Hello, Phil. How are you? Hey, Mike. I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? Good. How's the accounting business? You know, it's tax season, so it's uh, it's it's busy. Yeah. Sun up till sundown and usually in between, but it's good. Good. Busy is good. How's your business? Well, I'd rather not talk about that. So, <laughs> but I do have, we've invited Tina Cannon and you know, Tina. Yes. Yep. Uh, I guess from, uh, she, she's been a commissioner, you were commissioner. Yeah. Right? County politics. And I think before that, Phil is, Phil is infamous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely on the I didn't think way. anyone could be more infamous than me, but hey. <laughs> so so you're, 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 take, you're, you're becoming much more infamous as, as the minutes tick by, so that's good. Exactly. Especially on this podcast. I mean, we have a huge listening audience, so. Oh, yay. So we, so, so we, we, wanted, to, we wanted to get you on, Tina. So this is Tina Cannon. For those of you who, if you didn't, if you didn't, maybe I didn't say your full name. Maybe I just said Tina. But anyway, Tina Cannon. And uh, Tina, why don't you why don't you tell us who you are? And because uh, I, I don't want to mess it up too much, so give yourself a little introduction if you wouldn't mind. Well, like Phil, I've spent my professional <clears throat> life in tax. Well, Phil's a CPA. My partner is the CPA, and I'm an enrolled agent. So my specialty is tax, and uh-huh. has been since I graduated from Utah State. And then I. I've been involved in politics a good long time, started out with Rob Bishop's first run as a volunteer. And then in, after my kids were a little older, I got back in, ran for delegate, lost, participated anyway, and became really enamored with the caucus convention system, which got me involved at the county level. I ran for secretary of the county party and then the vice chair and then became the chair. But as is the responsibility of the chair, when there was an open seat, that we didn't have anyone running for. Guess who got it? That was me. So I ran, I stepped into a race and ran for county government. So I've spent six years in county government, which is another way that I know Phil. And mm-hmm. then as, as our term came to an end, I ran for Congress last year. So when Rob Bishop announced his retirement. So mm-hmm. I've been involved a long time and that's a little bit about me. And I am and, and currently so- in this race for Utah Republican Party Chair. Yeah. But so are you, are you, uh, do you have a, uh, are you serving somewhere right now, Tina? No, I put my head down and was trying to get things done okay. <laughs> and catch up with a bunch of stuff, do some taxes. I decided yeah. it, I hadn't been back to school. I wanted to do a master's program and was getting ready to do a master's program. So I actually enrolled in school so I could get some practicing because I haven't written a paper in 28 years. <laughs> so I was writing a paper on the Magna Carta entitled taxation brings representation and suddenly on a saturday night my phone started blowing up over some of the things happening in the party mm-hmm. and and that's i spent four days with just a non-stop barrage of questions and and comments and encouragements and 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 had to make some hard decisions so hmm. Well, I have to say, when, whenever I read the Magna Carta or any of those, you know, historic documents, it gives me the gives me the chills and it inspires me. And, and that's honestly, I was reading, you know, 11 years ago, I sat down, I was reading a book called Statehood and just had all kinds of those things. And next thing I know, I, 
I'm like compelled to get involved and do something more than just, you know, talk about it. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I went is once I got involved and really started studying and, and it made me more want to be involved even more. I, I used to teach classes on the constitution for my old stake every year where I do a three hour session on it. And <laughs> it's just a passion. I, I grew up in a political family though. And this is what we talked about over dinner. So we're weird. That is so you know, cool. That's, did, a, that's a good weird. I did tax. I did. I tell people all the time, Phil, maybe you can relate, but I did a U tax where people cheat and lie. And then I did politics where people cheat and lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to you, church. Despite, so despite your best efforts to, to curb it the other direction. I know. <laughs> yeah. I go to so, church so I can still have faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, so, so, so you're running for state party chair. What, 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 uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure, <laughs> Tina, that a lot of folks know what that, what that means. Maybe that means, that, that means, why you'd want that job. That means a lot of time and a lot of headache and a lot of travel across the state and no pay, which is my forte. This is what <laughs> I do best. That's, that's what I was thinking as I'm looking at this. Why would anybody mm -hmm. want this job? I know. <laughs> Thank goodness there's good people to do on it. So why do you think it took four days to talk me into it? And then oh a lot man! So what does the state party chair do then, Tina? So this is this is really a, an elected representative of the membership of the party. This is elected mm -hmm. through the state delegate organization, which are precinct represent representatives elected from their precincts across the state, and so you're really representing the organization from the grassroots level the organization meaning the republican the republican party, of, party. Of the state of utah yeah right? and and utah does it differently than some states so this is a little different organization than you'll see in other states but this is a grassroots representation of the party and the party membership mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 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 you you get a lot you're getting a lot of questions People are people are vetting yes. Tina Cannon, right? Yes. What, what may, maybe you could ask some of the some of the questions that maybe you could ask yourself some of these questions and give your answers so that folks who listen that that, are, that, that would have some of those same questions could uh, can vet you, know, you yeah, via the, via the podcast. Well, as you guys asked, why would you want to do this? Why would you want to yeah. do this? And I'm a big believer, as we talked about earlier, in <clears throat> government for and by the people. That, that's been a principle of mine from the beginning. And in order for that to work, that means that people have to be involved and they have to be willing to do the hard work and, and volunteer. And that's, that's what I do, um, is get involved and and volunteer. So there's a lot of responsibility that comes in a position like this in, in really providing what I consider public virtue and providing a service to the world around me. I think Albert Einstein said, a life lived in the service of mm -hmm. others is the only life worth living. And I've taught my kids that and I believe that. So that's my why. Um. I would suppose people are asking you some tough questions, some policy kinds of questions. 
And it really depends on the person. I've got a lot of questions about Mitt Romney for some reason. I don't know. This is just that's just my want, second. That's my second question because I know people at the pool. Just start right there. But, you know, I, I, as you know, I ran last year, and yeah. I know that was, if not the most common question, it, it's it was either the, the most the two probably most common questions I got revolved around my. My, my feelings about Trump and my feelings about Romney. So those are my first two questions I have for you yeah. because I know that's what people would want to ask. Yeah, I got, and I got that a lot too. So it, it's, this is an interesting position because it's a representative seat as most of these are. And so my, my position as the chair is to represent the principles and the views of the organization. Mm -hmm. So on that note, where I stand on both of those and Trump was a harder one for me because I was a true red cruise supporter all the way through the, the original campaign. So I went not exactly willingly to the Trump bandwagon, but what mm -hmm. I have done through my whole involvement in politics is try to put personality aside and look at the policy solutions. And I find that is Trump did things that I had never seen done mm -hmm. by Republican presidents that I followed since Ronald Reagan. And that started with moving the embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. I'd seen that promise forever and he had me there and I had to start watching it. And then as we talked about, I'm a tax accountant and this tax policy was doing absolutely amazing things, absolutely amazing things. And I, I firmly believe that that is based in economic theory that is very sound. And those are the types of things that I support in a politician because their promises made and promises kept. And they're based on the principles that I got involved with and support. So the same thing goes, happens when you look at that same principle for the rule of law and you looked at the impeachment effort. I was looking for the standards that were given for guilt or innocence and was watching it quite carefully for that standard. Now, I didn't see that standard met the way it was for any other president who's gone through this process. But Mitt Romney seems to have seen something different. I don't know if he saw something that I didn't see, but he is entitled to his opinion and, and his vote. Now he is representing the state of Utah. And so the re those people that he represent are also entitled to their opinion and their vote. So as any organization that has members, I support that the organization at the state party level, whether that is happens through the SEC or that happens through the membership of state delegates at their convention, can also take that opportunity to voice their opinion over his actions. And that is what I'm waiting to see and, and would like to see before I give an opinion on that. Because I don't, I know what my personal opinion is, but as the chair, I have to defer it and represent the opinion of the group. And that's hard to do based with, without that mm -hmm. kind of a vote. Mm -hmm. So did I dodge I, it? <laughs> no, no, no. That's very, the thing that I've observed is, is it too, Two people or two groups can agree on 98% of the things and what they want to focus on is the 2% of the things that, that they, they don't, don't that they don't agree yeah. on. And, and, yeah. and there's, there's probably value in that. There's probably value in the party to be able to talk about things that we, that we disagree on. Uh, but when it becomes divisive, I, th I think you gave a, a wonderful answer, you know, and I'm the guy that sponsored the bill to censure Mitt Romney a couple of years ago. And 
or two, you know, last year. Uh, and, and that was also perceived as like, you know, personal vendetta, hateful. And, and it really, it really wasn't, it's a tool and it, it expresses, you know, maybe a corrective desire on, on the part of some of the people in the party to say, Hey, you know, we don't like it. If you're the first Senator in history to vote to impeach mm-hmm. your own president. But I agree with you, uh, you know, a, a person once they once they're elected, they have an obligation to follow their 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 conscience and and take all the slings and arrows that come with it. I guess so. Yeah, and 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 really, my opinion doesn't matter. It is only if the group, right. if the center of right. the group happens, that it would have any validity. And right. so, in order for that to have any kind of impact, it would have to go through that process. Yep. Yep. I I I was looking over your Facebook page, and I and I love the. I love the uh, the content that you have on your page, and if people haven't looked at it, they should go and and take a look. The Thomas Paine quotes and the and the Constitution mm-hmm. things. But I I do mm-hmm. notice one of the one of the things that you said there is, you know, the people shouldn't. Uh, uh, if you if you're a woman in politics, especially in the Republican Party, you should lean into that, not shy away from it. I think it said, uh, you know, people are saying don't run as a woman, run as the best candidate, and you're saying. Why not run as a woman? You know, you've got a unique set of experience and mm-hmm. skills. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you could talk about that for a second as well. And it sounds like you have a really amazing family too. I'm, I'm I do. Impressed. I, yeah. I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud of my family and I'm proud of, and my favorite thing about my family is when I was voted Utah mother of the year in 2018, they, tr- they were very nice and didn't say anything negative publicly <laughs> about how rare that is, <laughs> why that shouldn't happen. I didn't yeah. know you were voted mother of the year. I should have known that. I was, I Good was job. And, and yeah, my husband thinks it really should have gone to him because I've right. been in politics for a long time. <laughs> Our joke today. So, guys, you're lucky that you know me so well because I'm going to tell this joke and I probably shouldn't. But we've been joking about the Martha Hughes Cannon connection because I married into the Cannon the same way Mm -hmm. Martha Hughes did. And I've known that story long before it was, you know, became the the replacement statue. But she ran against her husband. And my Mm -hmm. husband's going to run against me. (laughs) That's how this is going to (laughs) go. That's where we did. He's going to run against me. (laughs) He doesn't. He he won't have a chance though. No, (laughs) that was just a just so I'll stay home. But um, now the I have a I have a great family, and that's really what why I find it difficult. As as you both know, you've been involved. There are very few women, especially Republican women, who are involved in politics, and we've discussed that for years. We're coming off of the year of the woman, and. It, it not only didn't get better, it got worse. And that's frustrating for me because I know, I know the controversy that started all of the phone calls to me and why the request mm-hmm. was coming. But what most people don't know about those requests is over 90% of those phone calls were from other men that I've worked with in the party. And where I feel bad about the situation that we're in is I'm not going to minimize what happened to, to the to any of the women and how they feel about it because I have my own stories and we could, we could go down that road a long time, but as a representative of a party, what I would like to focus on is not 
the bad behavior because that happens in every organization. What I want to focus on is the, the example of the majority, which is good behavior. Mm-hmm. I've got great mentors and friends in Utah politics that have helped me along the way. And especially when there are so few women, it is of vital importance that you do have those mentor relationships, those peer-to-peer relationships that help you navigate through politics. And it's, it's a brutal game. And you need those friends and those, those people who can help you bring perspective and give you a better understanding of what's going on. Because it, it's, it's baptism by fire when you get in and you don't necessarily know all of the ins and outs of everything. So I've, I've had great great support, great support. And those are the people who were calling and asking me and their encouragement was this. You know, when you look around and women look at politics, if they see a woman like you who runs and loses, then they think, well, if she can't win, why would I even try? And so if people like you don't step up and run this never changes and they sincerely want women to run but that means it's hard in order for women to be empowered which is the point that i'm making in my post there are two parts of that you have to take the opportunities that are given and you actually have to take the risk and that means you take the risk to lose too and but you do the work empowerment doesn't mean anything if you don't do the personal work that has to happen. And that's the story that I would like to come out of this, that we can have, we can take advantage of all of these opportunities, but there is, it's a two way street. You have to do the work and you have to put your name out there and you have to take the arrows and sometimes the big rocks and all Mm -hmm. of those things that come in politics. Yeah, politics is politics is rough, and it and it can be rough on on anybody. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah, it, it's expect. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, women don't gravitate to it because it, it's and it's especially hard on a spouse. It's it, as any of us have experienced. It's hard on our spouses <clears throat> to see that they they want to be protective. It's hard on your family, and. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. And so a lot of women, when they see that, and especially when they see the circumstances surrounding the controversy in Salt Lake County, they don't, they don't want to be in those situations. They're uncomfortable. And Well, yeah. And, and, that, and I was going to follow up with that. Under the best circumstances, it's hard. And, yeah. it, and it, is, it is hard when you're being marginalized and uh, intimidated. And, and, I, uh, and, and the only way to fix that is to step up and say, we're not doing yeah. it this way anymore. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know how else you, I don't know how else you solve that problem than to do exactly what you're doing right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you step up, you change the narrative and let's focus on when it does work and do it right. And it's, it's the only way. And so, and so what do you envision yourself doing as the party chair? How would things be, be different for the next couple of years? Well, I, as we talked about there right now, we seem to be really focused on where we, where we disagree. And I think it's time for us to focus on where we do agree and to, and to start controlling our own message. Unfortunately, in this situation, I felt like the press was really, really bad. And, and I wanted to get us back on message. And the message is 
there's so much more in the Republican Party that unites us than divides us. Mm-hmm. And let's start focusing mm-hmm. on what those items are. And let's work together as a team to solve the real challenges we have in the organization right now and prepare for the next generation without bringing in younger voters and and diversity within the party, we're not going to survive. And I'm the mother of four college students, and this is the generation that we're, we're losing because they don't see themselves reflected in the party. So those are issues that I'd like to see us focus on. I Having a great experience listening to Elder Oaks over the weekend, I, I was mm-hmm. grinning from ear to ear through that because I do believe that Utah values are reflected and constitutional values are reflected in the Republican platform. And that Mm -hmm. that is why we win overwhelmingly in Utah races, but we're not focusing on that. And that's a great story to tell about why I'm Republican. It does reflect who I am as a woman, as a mother, and as a, as a tax accountant, especially, but as as a member of the community mm-hmm. in Utah, these were, mm-hmm. these are my values and I'm proud of these. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you brought, you bring that up because <clears throat> I tell people all the time, I'm glad I, I have an R next to my name. And, and for me to have an R next to my name means that I, that I, I believe these Republican values. I, I, I tell the story. There was a guy that uh, helped he volunteered on my campaign last year at the end of the at the end of the, the saturday where he was out handing out he pa- passed out a couple hundred flyers he came to me and said mike i can't vote for you i said why not he said i'm not a registered republican well we can fix that <laughs> yeah well I, I i handed him a copy of the of the party platform and a copy of the constitution and, he, and i said take those home and if you see anything in there you don't agree with let me know and the next day i got a text from him that said i am now a registered republican i blame you <laughs> Exactly, and I, and, I, and I think Tina, you're, you're the the, the I, I tell people all the time. If you read that, if you read our party platform, it is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is how most of us feel. The deal is that unfortunately we just don't pay any attention to it. Yeah, I think that's true. See, one of the things that I bring to this discussion that most people don't understand about Morgan County is Morgan County was nonpartisan for a lot of years. And when it, there was some bad behavior in the Republican Party and the, the pushback in the community was to adopt a form of government that went nonpartisan for, for county government. And I was I got involved in the Republican Party and was the Republican Republican Party chair trying to put that back together and repair the reputation of an organization so that people knew and understood, no, it's OK. We're good people here. And what mm-hmm. we did was focus on the platform. Because that's what unifies us. And that's what we did. And we had a great time recording different people, reading different sections of the platform. But this is my, also my favorite story on this because I got to do the gun rights section Mm. and we did it with my AR 15. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) and then the PTA went crazy over, I was holding an M 16. I'm like, ladies, it wasn't an M 16. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's an AR. <laughs> uh, just because it's black doesn't mean it's an. It's scary. Yeah. 
but that's what we did. And we, that video surfaces, we're going to be in trouble because it wasn't professionally done, but we had a really good time with it during our caucus meetings and playing that at the first, instead of reading the platform and someone hurrying through it, people got to see their friends and neighbors actually reading the platform and found it really a unifying experience and reminder of who we were. So, so, so talk for a second about your, are, are there parts of the platform you don't agree with, Tina? In my reading of it, there's very little. There's The word abhorrent is in there once. I don't think it needs to be there. Um, but for the most part, on the principles, I, I, I don't have, there's nothing in there that I have a burning desire to change. Is there anything in the Constitution that you have a problem with? No. Actually, there, no. In fact, I, I, other than the lack of a couple of things like term limits, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That was a great Should talk I? by, by Elder Oaks. I, I was, I, I was texting people. This is like a breath of fresh air to hear this preach from the pulpit again. And I, yeah. I th- and I agree yeah. with you. If, if we would, if we would stick to our platform, stick to the constitution and actually yep. do those things. And it's like, you yep. t- would be too busy to, to get caught up in all the other frivolous stuff. But sometimes it feels like we're just kind of rudderless and shifting around. And then pretty soon people start fighting. And so I, yeah. I agree with oh, you hundred percent. Yeah. I have, I took my basket of constitutions out to my front porch, put it under my doormel- doorbell. So no one even has to ring. They can just take one. There you go, everyone. <laughs> Cause they all, all of my ward yep. already knew. <laughs> Where to find one? Yep. And, I, I saw your post on Facebook with that. I yeah. put a smile on my face. <laughs> I figured here I won't even embarrass you that you didn't have one already. You can just take one. <laughs> so, and, and and this and, and this year, I mean, with what's happened this last uh, this last fifteen months or whatever with COVID, mm. people are even more yeah uh, interested in 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 learning about the Constitution and and wanting to wanting to see. Elected leaders followed the Constitution. Yeah, they, I, I absolutely agree with that. And one of the most exciting parts about that is, I, I'm sure you two have experienced the same thing. I, I think his point about it can't be the same 10 people is very accurate, that we need more people involved. And the only way that we truly can change the world and make it the place that we want it to be for our children and to preserve those liberties that we've enjoyed is for more people to be involved, to know what the principles are, why they're important and how to defend them. Mm -hmm. And that's, Mm -hmm. I was joking with, with some volunteers who are, who are stepping out to help in this, but no, I, I just have to change the logo on my campaign videos from last last year at this time because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. I was talking about the constitution before it was cool. So we're just going to recycle everything from last year and, and use them because they work. They really, they work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I saw that you also were a fan of uh, the 5,000 year leap. Yeah. That was what I taught from. So I had those extra oh. copies so now I got to move in my common sense book because one of the videos on my Facebook page, I did um, um, Thomas Paine's um, 
common sense. Oh yeah, com- com- well, common sense. And I did. I read. Um, oh sure, guys. Now that I'm on here, huh. it's <laughs> it's his um, sunshine, sunshine, and, um, the sun, sunshine, sunshine patriot and summer soldier. Oh yeah. Well, in this time, shrink from the service of his country. Because going into the lockdown, that's exactly how I felt. There's a lot of fear here. But it is fear that we can overcome all of this and know how to get out of it. That the answers are already here. We can learn from our past, apply it to the future. And this, we don't have to reinvent anything. It's here. We have Mm -hmm. all of the solutions if we just would stick to them. If we'd stick to them, yep. Um, we've probably we've probably gone long enough, but but Tina, how do people get a hold of you? How do they learn about you? How do they be, be a part of your uh, of your work here? Well, we're working on updating my website, which is tinacannon.com. So it's easy to find me. You can email me at tinacannon.com. It's tina at tinacannon.com. I'm on Facebook. Um, my cell phone number is out there, and it's been ringing all day. So people found it. <laughs> so. Well, I feel I feel uh, kind of spoiled to get to spend this much time with you, and because I know you are really, really, really busy. So um, anyway, it's it's just been great to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that. Any other questions that you guys had that I didn't answer? Well, I will say, uh, you know, we've got some amazing women uh in the legislature you're uh up there you know with kara berkland Mm -hmm. uh you know she's she's moving the dial uh candace perucci and um and and many many others and and young besides so i I love that you're you know going after young people that i think we should do more of that as a as a party and and so i i hope that you know when you get done with your objectives that we do have a a younger fresher looking party with with more diversity and uh and so i i just i support you 100 percent and in what you're trying to accomplish I there that. i appreciate that well and, and i was just going to say what, what one of the things i like tina and uh i i i'm so glad you you've got uh you're principled mm-hmm. that you're following the, the correct principles but i and i've known you for a year or so and, and every time i listen to you talk and tonight again um, I, I'd be proud to hear you on the radio with, with, uh, w- w- you know, as you're getting interviewed on KSL or whatever, and you're and you're representing the party. Yeah, you'll be a great face and a great voice for the party. So we wish you. So 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 you've got our support. So well, I appreciate that. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Well, if there's anything we can do uh, to help you, you let us. Know. I will. I will. We'll and hey, do it again. Did you? Yeah, let's do it again because we need to talk about um, public lands and some of the things oh, yeah. that have happened because yep. it's been a, it's a real big issue, especially in rural Utah. And having mm-hmm. represented rural Utah, I think that we can change that. We can start having that conversation exactly what that means because it is important for all of Utah and how we we are able to ed- to fund education in the state of Utah. These are issues that are very relevant to rural Utah and to the whole state when it comes to education. So thank let's you. Again yeah, let's do thank you for, yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause it, it gets back to the same, you know, let's yeah, get back to the, things. to the, to the agreement, to the constitution, yep. to the, 
things that we agreed on to start with. So yeah, I'll look forward to that. Exactly. That'd be awesome. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks guys. Nice talking. Appreciate it. Hey, good night. Thanks Tina. Thanks Bye-bye. Mike. See you. See you Bye. Phil. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the common cause with Phil and Mike. You can email your comments and questions to the common cause podcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll subscribe and that you'll give us a five-star review.